Welcome to the Your Dream or Mine podcast, the place to be if you dream of living a life of fulfillment, freedom, flow, and most importantly, fun. I'm Laura Cruz, the Dream Transition Mentor, the creator of the unique six-step Dream Transition Method, which will take you from idle daydream to transitioning into your wildly successful freedom-based business. Listen to inspirational stories from women who have been brave enough to take the leap from corporate and now live the life they've always dreamed of. Women like you and me. They did it, I did it, and you can too. Grab a cuppa, find a cozy spot, then sit back and enjoy the episode. So my guest today is the very lovely Liz Hamlet from Spark Succeed Coaching and Consulting. Welcome to the podcast, Liz. Thanks. It's lovely to have um, an excuse to chat a bit more. (laughs) Absolutely. So I met Liz um, through a mutual coaching friend, um, I don't know, a couple of months ago. We actually, we had a coffee, didn't we, on Zoom last month, I think, but we've been kind of in each other's orbit for some time. And uh, it was so nice to actually have a proper, um, I say face-to-face, but a Zoom coffee with you (laughs) and put a face to the name. Because do you remember what I said to you, that you didn't look like I thought you were going to look? I know. You actually said I look younger, so that was good. (laughs) I don't know about in person. It's one of those strange (laughs) things, isn't it? When you've been listening to somebody's voice, I heard you on our mutual friend, (laughs) Helen Walker's podcast, and uh, I had this image in my mind of what you look like. And then when I saw you, I was like, oh, wow. And much younger than I thought. So, yeah. Winner. I flattered. That's fine. You can keep to that story. We'll see if it um, sticks there when we meet up in person. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Well, and I told you I've looked at your website this morning. You're very glamorous. So uh, it definitely will look amazing in real life, too. <laughs> Thank so, you. So, um, Liz, tell us a bit about Spark Succeed. Because when I was looking at your website um, in prep, you know, doing my prep for the podcast, I just love the kind of strap line of spark possibility, spark motivation, spark momentum. It's amazing. Tell us about it. Yeah. So spark succeed was basically like a twinkling in my eye many years ago, not necessarily in that name, um, but I always knew, you know, a bit like your guest, I always knew I wanted to set up my own business, but I was in corporate life, um, you know, in the strappings of sort of more responsibility, more seniority, you know, Um, increased pay, all of that. Um, And it just always seemed like a step too far. You know, I was just very, I think the big word is fearful of making that move really. Um, And yeah, I had an opportunity to um, actually leave my corporate role and take redundancy. And I thought, it really is now or never. This is the time. This is the push I needed. Um, And actually haven't really looked back since. Um, And yeah, the spark. So the sort of spark behind it, I've always, you know, one of the things I get from a lot of people is, you know, you've got great energy, you know, very energetic, very positive. And I I knew I wanted sort of spark in there somewhere. And um, I wasn't sure. I wanted a sort of a word that would follow that would sort of embody how my clients would feel from working with me and sort of success and succeed all really seemed to go really nicely so that's how the sort of and actually it was my husband I think suggested the succeed um bit of alliteration there um and um yeah and the sort of spark possibility motivation and momentum I suppose a bit like you you know one of the big things I work on with clients is really their sort of mindset but you know 
sort of t- taking things out of the way to, that are stopping them getting somewhere um, and really, you know, opening up them, looking at what possibilities might be there for them, you know, how to get motivated. And once you're motivated, how to sort of keep that momentum going, you know, and like not just get motivated and do one thing and then, you know, a dive bomb to, you know, lack of action. So, um, you know, that's where the strap line um, came from, really. Um, and it's sort of embodiment of my journey, I think, because um, what I do is my other um, sort of motto is um, helping leaders and business owners to lead better. Because what I find is so many business owners set up a business and then it end up expanding, taking on either contractors or staff. And they've never really had experience of leading and managing. Um, and, you know, I wanted to help them. So, you know, some of them that I'm working with have sort of hugely expanded their business, but I'm now working on sort of leadership scenarios that are coming up for them <laughs> that where they're just either managing it quite badly, you know, and maybe questionably in terms of sort of legal and you know, yeah, absolutely. Sort of legislation, um, but also just in terms of them feeling like a proper leader. Um, so, you know, I really wanted to use my own sort of leadership journey to help um, support them to, to lead better effectively. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I just love running the business. I love helping people. Um, I love being able to be that voice that maybe makes a change for someone, you know, that one light, light bulb moment that I say that just makes someone think, oh, wow. Yeah, actually. <laughs> um, and, you know, to change, change the path for them, really. I just, you know, and that's, I think what's really interesting about what you do, there's so many crossovers in terms mm. of what you do as a business owner and what I do. Yeah. And um, I think I've talked on the podcast before about I kind of stepped away completely from corporate and now I'm kind of dipping my toe back in it yep. and actually really enjoying it. So I'm doing a corporate um, leadership day tomorrow, um, which I'm really looking forward to. It's quite a big group, actually. I would need to keep my voice and make sure that I can hold the room. Um, <laughs> but the that whole concept of leadership and what those skills that you need to have They don't come naturally to everybody. Sometimes we do have them in us or we know we have aspects of them. But, you know, being a leader, being able to inspire and motivate people and engage people in in your vision and what you want to do. And, you know, that for me is hugely important. Of course, the legal and the, you know, the the ethical, moral and legal bit is, is obviously hugely important. Yeah. For me, it's that inspirational, motivational, treating people with respect, knowing them, working out what makes them tick, then identifying how you kind of motivate them and spur them on for more, whatever that more is. And it's not necessarily um, people always think that development is up and it isn't. It yeah. Development is into being stronger in a particular area, perhaps. Yeah, I just definitely. love that. And I love that. <laughs> I love being able, like you say, being able to help somebody to do that differently so this um this corporate session I'm doing tomorrow I did one for the same company last month and the guy there when he came back for the second day he said that thing you told me on first on the first day is the single best thing I've learned this year yeah yeah and it's you know it doesn't need to be you know so much in depth it can be just like the light you know the switch that flits going oh I I didn't realize that and often that's things like you know people 
think they know what a good leader is. And, you know, there are things, words that come around, but, you know, I've done a lot about um, uh, um, introverts being the best public speakers and, you know, the best leaders. um, And because it makes you more of a list, more naturally a listener, (laughs) you know, you're not just there talking and sort of pushing forward. You're there more observing and, and leading. And I think, you know, there's so much, um, for something I've been talking about recently is the fact that vulnerability is your superpower as a leader, yeah. as a speaker, you know, this is what's going to help you connect with your audience and, you know, really showing some of those like tougher times in your life, some of those challenges. And, um, you know, I, I did a post yesterday that was, this is my truth. Basically it was just, a, you know, talking about this is what I like, this is what I struggle with. This is what I'm getting better at. And actually someone I used to work with commented on that post and it, it went, you know, huge as like 10,000 views on, wow. you, know, um, you know, 120 likes so far and growing. And it, she said, your truth post has, um, um, encouraged me to inspired me today to tell someone I'm not coping and how that's making me feel. Um, and thank you for showing that leaders are multifaceted humans. And, you know, there's speaking up is basically a strong thing to do. And I was like, wow, if I can, that one out of all the comments, that one comment really stuck with me. And I just thought, wow, you know, this is, our platform that you and I have got, you know, being on podcasts, we can change one person's life. It's, it's, you know, worth it. Definitely. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> I know. And, and there was something you said in that as well about that whole leadership thing. And I think, and I often, often say this in sessions that people get kind of bogged down with, um, I call it bullshit bingo, but the whole like, you know, oh, let's get gosh. engaged, let's motivate, let's delegate, let's talk about employee engagement and all stuff like that. And, and ultimately, you know, what it boils down to with leadership is actually treat people well, understand them, care about them, you know, work out how they tick to get the best out of them. And then if you get the best out of them, that makes your job a lot easier. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, one of the thing I love working with, I mean, I work with very established senior leaders as well, but, you know, I love working with sort of first time leaders um, and their journey and their struggle. And you just, you know, you can hear it. Do you yeah. can remember when you were in that same situation, you know, like struggling to sort of delegate? I was just going to say delegation. On. That was immediately what came yeah. to mind because that's always the thing, right? Yeah. And, you know, holding on to all of that because you know that your way is a good way, not necessarily the best way. And so, you know, in equipping them with tools, for example, you know, someone comes up and asks you a question rather than explaining the whole answer, you know, saying, well, what would you do if I wasn't here to ask? Or um, what might some of the solutions be that you can suggest? Um, and I said, it it takes a bit of self-discipline, um, I think, to actually not just spout out the answer and because you know it's yeah. a quick answer and you can get on with your busy day um but yeah I love um you know working with first-time leaders and I'm, I've just been signed up as a coach for um startup Bromley which is all new um business owners um to coach them so that's gonna be really exciting all sorts of businesses um so yeah and I love sort of helping people in that part of their journey you know like I think that mindset switch, which I'm sure you talk to your clients about between 
on um, employee switch into entrepreneur and what you need to change in terms of your mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Fascinating stuff. So where, you know, how, how long have you been um, working in Spark Succeed then? And, and what, what prompted you to do that? Was that always yeah. the thing that you wanted to do, Liz? Yeah. Yeah, so I I actually launched the business on 1st of April 2020, which was the second week of lockdown in the UK. (laughs) And I had a few people saying, well, you know, you sure you don't want to delay it? I mean, thank goodness I didn't because that lockdown then went on for months and months and months. Um, But yes, I launched a business then, but I had qualified as a coach, I think it's about 18 years ago, just out of sort of... Personal development, you know, something that I was quite interested in. I went to a day course in um, adult education, and then someone said, um, "Oh, we're doing, um, uh, you know, life coaching qualification." And I just thought, oh, it just sound really interesting. The subjects would be helpful for me personally, but also, you know, equip me with tools for my career. So, you know, I did the qualification then, and I've been coaching my teams um, and my leaders, um, but also sort of approach for mentoring quite a lot of people um, in the industry or within the um, company. And um, yeah, so, and I'd grown my team from my sort of start of my manager leader career I'd, I'd started off with a team of six and I'd grown when I left my corporate career I did a team of a hundred so um wow. yeah well not team <laughs> department of a hundred um and you know you're naturally using your coaching skills you know with your your leaders I, I managed sort of leaders <laughs> themselves and um yeah I was always quite interested in people's journey you know what obstacles are there in the way and um what um prevented them from changing career or like moving to a more senior role or like you know making a totally different path setting up their own business and in my last organization they didn't really have anything to support people progressing like helping people with internal interviews you know so supporting the retention um stats of the business um so myself with um a colleague um in hr we basically devised a program which is called uh, realize your career potential that was all around CV, use of LinkedIn, um, interview skills. And we actually also offered them mock interviews with some quite frank and honest feedback. (laughs) So we didn't hold back, um, but, you know, we would take it back to what they'd learned within the program. Um, And they said, you know, that I've never had feedback from an interviewer. I've never asked for feedback from an interview. Um, You know, some organisations would offer it naturally. Um, some only if you ask so you know we just felt that that was important actually we I think it was like 200 percent increase in the um, retention stats um, and internal promotion stats um, during the time that we were running that I mean not just um, as a result of that but you know that was supporting the strategy Um, and it was always really satisfying to then hear you know thanks to this program I've now gone for a team leader post or I've gone for like a head of service post and you know I didn't get it the first time but I got some really good feedback and you know I'm now working on that Um, and you know there's so much supporting I think you know 
things have changed quite a lot over lockdown. And I've, I don't know if you've seen this, but I've seen people sort of really reassessing, not necessarily what they're dubbing the sort of great resignation, but people reassessing their longer term career goals. So I've got like senior leaders Absolutely. that are now leaving, yeah, you know, like leaving organizations after 10 years or um, change in direction, you know, or they might be like a bit of a crossroads in, you know, what they've got two options that they could go to for their next step in their career. And, you know, I'm supporting them through that decision making and starting new jobs and, you know, getting some really fantastic feedback of, you know, that it was, I think someone said like life changing <laughs> to actually have someone separate to talk through these things, you know, and the thought process, I think often is, is the challenging thing. <laughs> just, it's just brilliant. And I think that, that the thing that I always find um, Liz with stuff like, like leadership and like talking people about and giving feedback and stuff like that. None of it is rocket science. None of it is hugely difficult to do. And yet organizations don't do it. And if they did do it, the impact would be huge, but it's yeah. kind of getting them on board with realizing the the power of those things. That I mean, you, what you said there about a 200% increase is just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was, we um, invested a lot of time into developing it, but then it's, it's something that sort of, you know, we would run it a certain number of times a year and then we would give our time. So, you know, it was a lot of, um, you know, time invested in them. So we would do, you know, like a, an interview that it would just be like two questions and then we would give them feedback on how they could answer that better or the things that they did really well or thing, you know, areas to improve on. And it, it gave them a sort of safe space to learn without that having to be an interview, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a really safe space to practice in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you started your business and you kind of yeah. went out at the same time as me. So yeah. like mine was like a couple of weeks earlier. Were you always going to do that then? Was that your plan? And then and then the yeah, pandemic but- hit or what? What? what made you do it last year? Yeah, the plan was to launch on, you know, I had in my head um, the 1st of April and I actually um, had quite a lot of clients lined up ready to go on day one um, through just purely changing the focus of the content I was doing on LinkedIn. Um, So I had people approaching me, not, I didn't even mention that I was launching a business. I didn't even mention that I would be doing coaching, but I was doing a lot of sort of leadership, you know, like thought, thought leadership and different sharing writing articles, sharing articles, you know, different posts. And from that, it shows the power of your content. You know, um, I ended up with some clients ready to go. But, yeah, it was always the um, – so I had a bit of time off after I left my corporate job, and I I used that opportunity to sort of refresh my skills. I did some courses just to sort of refresh because it had been 18 years since I'd done my coaching qualification so I did some coaching, some CBT, you know, NLP, you know, different things, just general, you know, business courses. Um, and I thought, right, 1st of April, I'm going to launch. And I was thinking at that point, you know, about maybe doing some sort of launch party, maybe in like May or something. <laughs> um, and then the pandemic hit and I was thinking, oh, wow, okay, Um 
how's this going to go? But I thought, you know what, a few people said, do you want to put it off or delay the launch? And I thought, no, I'm going to go for it. This will give me time. People are working in a different way. And I think actually for me, it it pushed out my boundaries so much wider in terms of sort of the, you know, geography um, of who I'm working with. So because everyone was sat at home working from home, I then it gave me more of an access to people like for my podcast, for example, in Australia and the US and yep. Israel and, you know, Canada. Um, and I don't think I would have necessarily had such an international focus if we were, if I'd launched not in lockdown. Um and, you know, I've now got like supportive community, you know, like amazing, you know, some of the best like coaches and authors around the world in my sort of personal community now and sort of bit of a cheerleader for me as well. <laughs> so um, I think in some ways it it did me a favour really in, in launching. Obviously, it's been extremely challenging because a lot of the organizations have got less budget and you know people did that huge panic at the very start of lockdown where they sort of like close ranks you know close finances we're not sure what's going to happen here um so there was a lot of opportunities not there um particularly but um i don't see and the way i see if i can you know run a business grow a business make a profit in my first year of lockdown and we had other you know personal um challenges and tragedies happening during that year if I can make that happen in year one then what can I make happen you know <laughs> in future years um such a great point I met up with a um somebody who set up a business in August last year I met up with her for dinner and drinks and she's only a bit she's a only but she's a business friend you know we met kind of online and um she said exactly that if we can make it work and make money in a global pandemic in year one yeah. I mean, what, you know, the world is our oyster. Yeah. I mean, the thing is as well, we'll never know what it was like to start any differently, will we? Because we were were in, you're in the situation you're in and you, you got, you know, if you jump in the pool, you've got to keep swimming. Right. So we won't know any different. Um, But yeah, just fantastic. So what would you say, Liz, has been your biggest like mindset hurdle in terms of going, making that switch and you referenced it earlier from corporate to, you know, being an entrepreneur, business owner, working for yourself, however you want to describe it? I think before I launched, it was definitely the fear because I just kept like, oh, it'd be so nice to have my own business. And, you know, we all have challenges and reasons why we leave the corporate life. And, you know, I won't go into detail, but, you know, um, I wasn't particularly happy towards the end of my um, corporate career. Um, but I was always very driven um, and I just knew my my previous boss had basically said to me, you're, you know, you're bigger than this. You know, you should be doing like advising the government or, you know, doing this. I don't think he ever quite thought exactly <laughs> I'd end up launching two podcasts and being guests on podcasts and speaking around the world and, you know, in, influencing people um, internationally. But I think it it just kept me in that place. And I was, you know, on, from the outside view, you know, and I was quite happy, you know, I was getting more senior roles, you know, my, I was always good at doing business cases for pay rises. So, you know, my salary was good. And, but I just felt like, I don't feel like this is truly my personality. You know, there was a lot of parts of the, 
role when I was um, assistant director that didn't feel exactly me. Um, but I just kept doing it. You know, this is so-called stable job. And um, yeah, I think that was keeping me. And I think to a degree when you're now like a business owner, you know, that fear sometimes keeps you from doing those sort of bold things that are going to grow. And they always say, don't they, that when you feel fear, that's when you know you're on the the sort of pushing your boundaries in terms of your comfort zone and actually on the sort of edge of growth. Um, yeah. And, you know, I do sort of say if something feels a bit uncomfortable, I'm like, I also look at it as a sort of risk assess. Is this because it is, you know, a bad risk <laughs> or oh, yeah. is it, yeah, is it because it's a good opportunity? And, you know, nine times out of 10, actually, it's a, you know, it's a good opportunity. So I think fear, you can use that to push you forward or you can use the fear to like keep you in that small place. And I think if you're, you know, I'd never like yourself, you know, at the start of lockdown, I'd never know how to do a podcast and think that I'd end up, you know, launching two and being on multiple others around the world. Um, but it's something I really enjoy doing, you know, having a chat with you and hopefully that, my experience can then help so you know one person listening or 10 people listening um so yeah fear I think is is the sort of overriding emotion (laughs) yeah and and it's interesting because that and that's where I think it's fascinating talking about you know both of us setting up a business just as the you know in a global lockdown as you know um you know global pandemic is that Often what keeps people in corporate is the is the uh, regular salary is I get paid on the 30th yeah. of the month or whatever it is. And, you know, I get these benefits. And I think what the what lockdown and what the pandemic has showed us is that um, actually that security that you mm. think you have may not be as secure as you thought. Yeah. That yeah. the world has changed and things may be different. Um, yeah. I was actually saying this to somebody the other day. So the last time I got paid a salary, obviously I pay myself a salary, but a salary yeah. by somebody else yeah. was 18 months ago. And she was like, whoa, you know, like, it, go, oh, yeah. I don't know how you did that. Well, I did it. And the yeah. first month is a bit weird when you get to that point and you go, okay, so there's nobody putting any money in there except <laughs> me. Yeah. And I remember, you know, like the satisfaction of, that first like 1300 pounds or you know whatever your first invoice is it's just so satisfying you just think it's just me that's generated this yeah um you know and even with the sort of costs of the running the business it's just you know I don't know I still get that even with you know small invoices when I get the pay you're like wow this is amazing yeah so do I I was I was doing something on Friday afternoon and uh, I was I was actually watching a Netflix series with my daughter and uh, with the laptop on my lap doing some bits and uh, I looked at my phone it flashed up and I had an invoice paid and I was like (laughs) what a nice feeling yeah and it's you know like yourself you know I was when I left corporate I was like this is gonna be very different you know I'm now sort of my my team, so to speak, are other, you know, small business owners. And, um, but I've like now gravitated towards actually there's so much value that I can add to corporate. You know, I've been working with Fujifilm, um, supporting their HR and their sort of um, different strategies that they're bringing in. Um, and I've been doing sort of big um, international 
talks and different things and um, also speaking about change to um, a big multinational um, reinsurance company um, to help their teams go through restructures and sort of getting into the mindset of like change actually being an opportunity rather than a threat, which is our natural go-to as humans. Um, And yeah, it's just, I, I, I think I just love that flexibility. I think, you know, one of the words um, and that you can have in your own business, you know, doing some, you know, really value added one-on-one work, also doing the sort of big, you know, corporate work, leadership programs and consulting. Um, And I think that's what sort of one of the biggest um, thrills for me is just like the flexibility and being able to choose who you want to work with um, and, you know, where you want to make a difference. So my my four Fs I talk to my clients about are, and you've added another F, Oh yeah, I haven't had in there. But my four <laughs> Fs I talk to my clients about are that you can have if you work for yourself are yeah. flow, freedom, fulfillment, and most importantly, fun. So how does that kind of connect in with you running Spark Succeed? Yeah, I mean the fun thing definitely. You know, like you can have fun by <laughs> um, doing some really cool stuff, and you know, working and contracts and everything. So you know, I've made, met so many in inspiring fun um you know successful people that like continue to inspire me that I I don't think I would have met um you know before lockdown particularly but I think um yeah the freedom as well you know the freedom to um I was talking about this with someone um earlier in the week you know the freedom to you know take up take an afternoon off to do something for yourself if you want and you know you haven't got client meetings and all the work's being done um you know and really structuring your day I mean um it was um, someone I spoke to for my podcast and she was saying she doesn't work like Mondays and Fridays unless she really there's something she wants to do in those days um you know and she can pick her kids up from school and you know have that flexibility to um work and still make money and not have to ask permission from someone else <laughs> to yeah. have like an afternoon off or to have a you know week long weekend away or something and to work um as you you wish so you know like if you are on holiday you know that you can just work and do some emails or something or do nothing you know it's totally um down to you and i think the flow is is a good one isn't it it's that point where you just get to the point where you get to the end of the day and you're like wow how is that the whole day has gone and yeah. I've just been really focused on this one thing um you know whether it's websites or <laughs> you know um building a program for a client um and you know that's quite rare to get I mean it takes a bit of practice to get into the flow <laughs> you know it's a bit of a um a habit to to build but I think you know, doing something that you're just so proud of and, you know, excited by. And it's fun. I mean, last week I had three events, you know, um, a networking, nice networking lunch, afternoon tea with Prosecco and, you know, um, another coffee with someone. And this was you in know, real life. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> it was. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, having the flexibility and the freedom to do that you know I'm trying to get in all your f's in one sentence <laughs> that's you know Liz that's that's I've I've uh, I was just messaging a friend this morning and I was saying that I feel I've been doing quite a lot of um 
seeing people face to face and getting out and about. And I feel quite calm as a result of that because I've put a bit more fun in. Yes. Not I wasn't having fun before, but I've been doing a bit more of the fun. And that's made me feel then when I'm working, I'm feeling like more content and calmer because and, and, and enjoying that more because I've got the fun bit too, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think, you know, last week particularly, you know, I'd had a few weeks, um, you know, had some health things going on and, you know, I hadn't really got out and about either personally or professionally. And I just felt really like I think the word I used was another F, but not a great one, which was like flat. Um, yes. And, you know, my energy was just so low and, you know, it wasn't necessarily feeling low per se. It was just like, I just have, you know, my motivation is low. Yeah. Um, and last week just really rekindled that. I think, you know, like remembering, you know, I had some really good face to face feedback of people, you know, how how they when they met me what they thought you know like energy and positivity and um you know all of those things and it just reminded me what I was good at you know <laughs> I'm good at networking I'm good at like people and communities yeah. connection and, yeah. and all of that um yeah and I exactly like you did sort of refresh my um my energy um for that definitely and to touch on something you said as well about how you kind of structure your day, for me, one of the driving forces and probably the primary reason for me wanting to start my business was I felt that my children were growing up and I was missing out. Like they're not small anymore, they're teenagers. But for me, I feel like when they're teenagers, they almost need me more because they kind of need me. When they need me, yeah. They, they're not like small children where they need me all the time, but when they need yeah. me, when they want it's gonna me. It's going to be a crisis. <laughs> when they, yeah, there's something they need me for and I wanted to yeah. be there. And I, you know, I generally, when I'm pottering in the morning, you know, tidying up the kitchen or whatever, I'm making breakfast for my son and we're having a chat. And that, for me, because I never had that before, my job was pretty flexible in corporate. It was very flexible and I was very lucky. But, um, you know, if I was dashing out the door, it would be literally like, you know, have you got your big hit? Yeah, definitely lunch and, and off I went and I didn't hear yeah. what was going on in his day or in my other children. I've got three children in their days and I I have that now. And then I'm here yeah. like when they come in from school, like sometimes I don't know where I am because I'm in the office at the bottom of the garden. They forget that I'm there. <laughs> well, they might come down and sit with me. Yes. And talk yeah. or like I say on Friday, my daughter, she's a sit former. She'd finished. She said, I've got nothing to do this afternoon. I suggested some cleaning. She didn't want to do that. So we started watching a Netflix show together. And then, like I said, I had my laptop on my lap and we're just chatting and it was lovely. Yeah. And I thought I couldn't do that if I worked for somebody else. That's that's what yeah. works for me. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like we all like work better in certain ways. You know, some people are very morning person. I mean, I um been going, you know, starting the day with a swim. Um, and I was doing that, I was getting really, you know, good habits. I was sort of doing that like four days a week and I just felt really good, you know, physically good and, you know, relaxed me. Um, and, you know, I've been doing, I mean, it's typically over lockdown. One of the things we all did was go out for walks, but, you know, we're very lucky we've got woods at the end of the garden. So, you know, when you go out for a walk, you are in nature, <laughs> Um, and you know, that's been such a massive thing. You know, I, I remember so many commutes when I was sort of considering leaving my corporate job where I was just miserable at Elephant and Castle station, just there, just like, oh, just want to get home, yeah, you know, get change. 
Um, and I don't get that anyway. I don't get like any sort of dread about my day. You know, yes. I obviously don't have the long commute. I just come to the office, but um, you know, that, that I don't think you can put a price on your sort of sanity and your happiness. Um, okay. and I think it, you know, like for me, I was very driven with sort of more seniority and you know, good salary and all of that. But actually, you know, I've been happy to when I left, obviously cutting, you know, my money right down, but having the sort of freedom and building something that you feel proud of. And, uh, you know, I think that is worth a million, you know, oh, a million. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. It's, it's worth, you, yeah. can't, you can't put a price on it because it's just so great. Yeah. And I had someone, I left my, um, this, I always remember this. I left my corporate job and the following Friday we had the Chris, the team Christmas meal. So like, you know, the team was fine. <laughs> um, and I went to the meal and they were all coming from work and someone actually said to me, Oh my God, you look 10 years younger just from leaving. And I was like, it was just the stress. Um, and I would never forget that. Um, someone saying that it, it just was like, wow, you know, I, it, it was just, I knew it was having an impact, but like physically people must've been able to see it. <laughs> see, that's what I said. That's your secret Liz. That's what I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you'd seen me like three years ago. <laughs> so before we finish, is there, is there, uh, you know, we, you referenced light bulb moment earlier and it's something if it, you know, to the listeners, if you're not familiar with that, it's what coaches use as a kind of when, when you're asking a coaching question and then somebody, something, appear, you know, occurs to them and they, and you can see it, you can see it physically in somebody, can't you, that they, that they've realized something and it's amazing. Yeah. Is there a light bulb moment from your kind of business journey so far? And obviously you're, you're, the, you're still at the early stages like me that you could share that would, that would inspire or help somebody, you know, we talked about helping one person. So is there yeah. one piece of advice or one light bulb moment that you could say, yeah, that was brilliant. That would, would inspire. Yeah. I think it's probably a culmination of things rather than like a one particular moment. But I think, you know, realizing like actually get almost like, how should I put this? Get over yourself. You know, like things like when you're producing video content or like doing a podcast, you know, I used to like hate having like, I remember at work, they did a video thing and I just was watching. I was just like, oh God, just, oh, it's just awful. And I think, you know, once I, got over that I realized that actually I can be very natural um, and really add value you know by sharing my story but also you know sharing some strategies and different things that people can um, you know work on if they're setting up a business or want to be more visible um, and I think it's just getting over yourself you know I think that's what stops people doing a lot of things you know public speaking videos for their um, video content for their businesses you know building their personal brand they very much hide behind just texts posts or no posts on on LinkedIn yeah. um and I think you know I constantly get people I've never met I mean like you said like we'd not met but you were like I was listening to you in my car the other day yeah. I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> you know and people you don't realize even when people aren't engaging necessarily with you on LinkedIn you know like you don't realize what an impact you're having on people and I think really that for me is the sort of biggest thing um and 
getting the feedback from people of how they're receiving different things. You know, someone saying this particular podcast episode was so helpful for me because, um, and you know, that's what gives me the most satisfaction really, you know, not thinking, Oh, my hair's out of place on the video or like my voice sounds weird or I, I move around a lot of poor funny faces, which I know I do, but, um, you know, just getting over yourself really. That is that is the I always like to take something that my guest has said and and that's the title of the podcast that is over it is going to be get over yourself with Liz Hamlet because that's <laughs> they're like so, this person's really rude so where do you <laughs> oh I love it I love it where do you um mostly hang out then if somebody you know somebody was listening and yep. said oh I, I want to see what Liz looks like for real where would they find you Yeah. So you see me all over LinkedIn. So if you search for Liz Hamlet, I'm there as the success spark, Um, but it's um, Liz um, hyphen Hamlet, I think on LinkedIn Um, and on Instagram, I'm at spark.succeed. And I do a lot of videos and we're going live actually um, for one of our programs for next year um, in a few days. And the website has got everything, which is sparksucceed.co.uk. And I've had some very glowing feedback from that this morning from Laura. So Indeed, it's amazing. (laughs) So um, I'll put all those links into the show notes. But Liz, it's been an absolute delight to talk to you. And uh, it's hard to believe that's only the second time we've had a conversation, an actual conversation, because... uh, Yes. We just get on so well. I love it. Yes, we have to meet up in person at some point, definitely. Definitely. (laughs) IRL, in real life. Yes. Thank you, Liz. Great to talk to you today. Thank you so much for having me. You have been listening to the Your Dream or Mind podcast with Laura Cruz. If you enjoyed it, could you do me a favour? Please leave a review. A five-star one would be perfect. And subscribe. This helps other listeners to find the podcast much more easily. Oh, and don't forget to come and find me on social media. The links are in the show notes. I would love to help you to transition into your own dream life. It's what I'm really good at. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.